Welcome, dear friends in Christ, to our next podcast from Benediction Lutheran Church. This podcast is for April the 5th, Palm Sunday of 2020. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 118, verses 22 to 26. The stone the builders rejected has become the chief capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. With bows in hand, join in the festival procession up to the horns of the altar. Let us pray. Most merciful God, as the people of Jerusalem, with palms in their hands, greet, gathered to greet your dearly beloved Son, when he came into his holy city, grant that we may ever hail him as our King, and when he comes again, may go forth to meet him with trusting and steadfast hearts, and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Our scripture reading today is the Palm Sunday Gospel according to St. John, the 12th chapter, verses 12 to 19. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize these, that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. This is the word of our Lord.
Grace, mercy, and peace be with all of you, from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for today is what we just heard from John chapter 12, especially the last verse, where the Pharisees say to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. The story of Palm Sunday, and indeed the whole Passion account, especially in John's Gospel, assures us that Jesus is in control. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus tells the disciples exactly where the donkey would be, and that when they tell the owner that the Lord needs it, he would let them have it. As Jesus is going down the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem, a huge crowd gathers singing Hosanna. In Luke's Gospel, the Pharisees tell Jesus, to silence his disciples. Jesus answered, If these kept silent, the stones would cry out. Once in Jerusalem, Jesus' first act was to cleanse the temple. It is amazing that no one could stop him. The leaders were looking for any opportunity to arrest Jesus. They were not able until Jesus was ready. There is no story in the whole Bible that shows how much Jesus is in control as the stories of Holy Week. They assure us that he is always in control. And you know, we hate it when we have no control. The Pharisees were frustrated and angry that they had lost control. In verse 19, they said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Those two emotions had really set in. They were frustrated. They had done everything that they could to try to stop Jesus. But he was gaining more and more followers. Nothing was working. In chapter 8, they tried to stone him, but Jesus slipped away. In chapter 10, they tried to arrest him, but he escaped their grasp. Now they were hoping that Jesus was going to stay away. After he raised Lazarus from the dead, They decided that he had to die. And so Jesus went to a village called Ephraim, which was about 15 miles from Jerusalem. And they thought that Jesus was scared. But Jesus came. The crowd was bigger than ever. You can imagine how frustrating it was that made them even more angry at Jesus. They were almost out of their minds. And we often find ourselves frustrated and angry when we lose control yet today. How many of us would rather drive someplace rather than to fly, knowing that the chances are greater of dying in a car accident than a plane crash? But we like to be in control. We want to sit in the driver's seat. And these last few weeks have been particularly frustrating. We have never experienced the government making all of these mandates that businesses must close, that we should not leave our homes, that churches should not gather. We have seen loved ones lose their jobs. There are people whom we dearly love whom we're not allowed to see. And despite all of this, we watch as the cases of the coronavirus continue to skyrocket. We all feel so powerless at this time. It's frustrating. That frustration can lead to anger. Sometimes we get angry 
the most at the people whom we love the most. We get angry with God. We have a short fuse with our family and loved ones. We get angry with those who are trying to manage this difficult situation. But Jesus comes with his salvation. He came to save his people on Palm Sunday. The triumphant entry had been prophesied for hundreds of years ago by Zechariah. Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. There was nothing to be afraid of. Jesus was coming to save his people from their sins. John speaks of Jesus' glorification several times in his gospel, including in our text. In the next story, he tells the crowd that he must be lifted up, and his glorification would come when he was lifted up on the cross. In John's gospel, there are five long chapters in which Jesus prepares his disciples for that event. He washed their feet. He prayed for them. He told them exactly what was going to happen. And when he was about to be arrested, he asked those whom were, who were arresting him whom they were looking for. And they answered, Jesus of Nazareth. And when he said, I am he, they all fell to the ground. Pilate tried as hard as he could to let Jesus go, but he also lost control and was able to do nothing but ask the people, shall I crucify your king? As Jesus hung on the cross, he was in total control. The charge above him said exactly what he wanted, the king of the Jews. He forgave people, promised paradise, and even looked out for his mother from that cross. And finally he shouted, It is finished. And then he died. Jesus was raised up on the cross to be the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. He shed his innocent blood so that you and I could receive his righteousness. He was not a powerless victim. He was the victor who defeated sin, death, and all the power of the devil on that cross. He proved it on Easter morning when he rose victoriously from the dead. And he is still our Savior today. Jesus has everything under control. He told his disciples after his resurrection, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Remember what he said to Martha as she grieved her brother's death. Do you believe this? And her answer was, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Jesus wants to take away all of your sin. Judas tried to deal with it himself, and look where that got him. In this and in every time of trial, he calls out to you and to me, Come unto me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And even when we grieve, he assures us that he is the resurrection and the life. It lifts a great burden from our souls when we realize that Jesus is in control. None of us knows why God has allowed this time of suffering and anxiety in our world. We don't know why any of our personal tragedies come. But there is something that we are sure of. 
and that is that Jesus loved us so much that he gave his innocent life for sinners like us. And if God loved us that much, is there anything that could ever separate us from his love? Times like these teach us that we are not in control. God is. The good news of that is that God loves us and works all things for our good, even these times of testing. If you are feeling frustrated or even angry, look to Christ and his cross. Trust that he has everything under control. Be like that throng on Palm Sunday that shouted, O Lord, save us! Hosanna! And you will end up confessing, just like Psalm 118 ends. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. Friends in Christ, it pains me very much to share with you that we will not be having Holy Week or 
Easter services at the Church at Benediction this coming week. With the pandemic growing as it is at this time, we just feel that it would be too irresponsible and we don't want to put anyone at risk. So we will continue with our podcasts, with our sermons on on YouTube, and um, please take a look at our website for the latest updates, and feel free to email me, and every day I shoot out an email with what's going on at Benediction. Uh, My email address is pastor at benediction-lcms.org. I pray that these podcasts have been a blessing to you. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, in this Palm Sunday and throughout Holy Week, you showed that you have everything under control right up to the moment when you said it is finished. Give us a short confidence and peace during this time of trial that we will cling to the forgiveness and the salvation that you came to bring us on Calvary's cross. Almighty Lord, you have given authority to the governments of our world and hold accountable all of those who govern in this and every place. Guide our president, the members of Congress, the governor of our state, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws, that they would serve nobly and wisely, pursuing the path of justice and protecting the citizens that are entrusted to them. Give them wisdom and strength that they need to bring our world out of crisis and back to stability. Merciful Lord, your grace is sufficient for all of our needs, and you have promised to be the strength of the weary, the hope of those who fear, the healing of the ill, the fullness of the disabled, and the peace of all who are distressed. Hear us on behalf of our nation and the world suffering pandemic and isolation. We especially pray for those who are dear to our hearts who need your help at this time, that they may be well supplied with your grace in every time of trial. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take him upon himself our flesh and to suffer death on a cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience, that he may that we may be made partakers of his resurrection, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. In the highest. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.